Good morning. Happy Monday. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Glad to have you here. Lots to talk about today and some exciting guests, including one that's going to get us kicked off right here at the top of the hour. So let's go ahead and get this show on the road. A man who should need no introduction. If you don't know who he is, then you haven't been paying much attention to what's happening in the world. Kurt Schlichter's American veteran served our country honorably and well writes excellent novels the great american novel he'll tell you a little bit more about that after we have a little conversation about taylor swift winning the super bowl last night joining us live to talk about that and perhaps some more important things like party discipline and donald trump is kurt schlichter on the line good morning kurt hey how's it going going pretty good to catch any of that game last night uh, I think uh, it, w- it was the Super Bowl starring uh, Taylor Swift, as I understand it. I'm I'm a little unclear about sports ball. <laughs> you know, paying much attention these days to the old sport sports ball, Kurt. Come on, Kansas City, the classic American team, my home city. Oh well, you know, I don't know. A bunch of men in tight clothes wrestling with each other isn't quite my vibe. <laughs> You're starting to sound a lot more like my libertarian friends who are all fascinated with the politics and tired of people being hypnotized uh, by the sports ball, Kurt. Uh, I, I, I'm not interested in the politics of it, and I am, I am certainly not a, 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 a classical libertarian having, you know, <laughs> past being a sophomore. Um <laughs> I'm sounding more conservative these days. At least that's what I'm being accused of. And you're sounding more libertarian. So let's get your take on what's happening here in the world, Kurt, because I'm curious to see how people like yourself are handling, you know, Ron DeSantis, who you backed, dropping out of the race. Donald Trump is the nominee. There are a lot of people who were in your shoes that are saying that they can't support Donald Trump no matter what. Um, I don't know that I would hesitate. I would hesitate to call them never Trumpers in the style of what we think they are. But I mean, are you voting for Trump? And if so, why? Of course, because he's the nominee. There was a nom- there was a primary and Trump won. I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote for the Republican nominee. I, I don't, you know, it, 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 it was Trump my, the, the guy I supported? No. Uh, but, you know, the voters have a right to pick who they want. I made my arguments. They went a different way. Um, Joe Biden is so manifestly worse than uh, any Republican, it, it, it's not even hard. I I understand that some people are upset because the primary was uh, uh, tough and Trump was mean and blah 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 blah. I, I get over it. I, I mean, you know, what, what primaries are supposed to be easy. They're supposed to be nice. Uh, I you know, I I think it's going to take a little time for some people to uh, you know uh, get themselves. Uh, into a mindset where they can support Trump. But look, I took more grief from Trump people than almost anybody else. Uh, and I and I don't care. I mean, the thought that like Laura Loomer is so important to me that she's going to make, you know, that, that she's going to have an impact on who I choose uh, uh, to support in the uh, general election is just ridiculous to me. What was your reaction to that uh, special investigation into Joe Biden in the classified documents and his defense regarding mental soundness uh, and his ability to be able to win the election this fall uh, based on those criteria? Look, I, I, I think he's definitely in a worse place than he was a week ago. 
uh, the fact is, everybody knows he's a crusty, decrepit, senile old pervert uh, who's corrupt and stupid and a narcissist. I mean, we, we, we all understand. I, I think voters, uh, uh, I think this just solidified that. Uh, you could tell how dangerous it was uh, for the Democrats because this weekend, uh, suddenly now we hear uh, uh, Trump was being mean to Nikki Haley. And uh, uh, Trump's going to help Russia invade Western Europe. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so manifestly silly that uh, uh, you, you know that they're trying to change the subject. I don't think they're succeeding, uh, despite the hyperventilating on the Twitter machine. But uh, it is a, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, this is very dangerous for uh, Biden. I, I I still think he's got a slight edge over Trump, but, uh, you know, every day he just looks worse. It's not like he's going to have some massive turnaround and get better. Do you buy into the conspiracy theories that the Democrats are going to try and replace him before this fall, Kurt? No, they're going all the way with Biden. Biden's not going anywhere. I, I was a little shocked when he had that surprise news conference, and I thought, oh, my gosh, maybe he's going to drop out like Lyndon Johnson did. And uh, he comes out and he's, you know, he's he's quadrupling down. Um, he he's not going anywhere. He he's got a giant look. He he's got the kind of giant ego that sometimes people who are so manifestly incompetent and uh, inept have. Uh, that that his pride won't let him fall. But almost as important is there are a whole bunch of other people who are part of the Joe Biden machine. And they're not going anywhere. They, uh, they you know, if, if Biden falls out, you know, a ton of bureaucrats fall out and they, they don't want that. Uh, no, he, he he's going to be in all the way. The regime media is going to do what it can to try and change the subject. Uh, Donald Trump hinted that uh, Donald Trump says he doesn't know where uh, Nikki Haley's husband is. Can you believe that? He hates our soldiers. You know, that kind of nonsense. Do you, I mean, you said that you think that Biden holds a slight edge over Donald Trump. Uh, all the polls that I have seen show Trump leading him in battleground states um, and uh, winning demogra key demographics that he lost in the last election. I mean, do you believe those, not believe those? I mean, what makes you think Biden is is edging him out? Uh, the fact that about 53% of Americans just irrationally hate Donald Trump uh, and the ability of the Republicans to screw up a lead. We saw in 2022, all the polls told us we were going to we were going to romp. We, we didn't romp. Um, you know, there's a significant chance that a bunch of Republicans won't show up to vote. And that's the, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm not putting too much stock in the polls. I, I would I would rather we be ahead in the polls than behind, but I I think it's going to take a lot of uh, actual electoral blocking and tackling, like the uh, like ballot harvesting and ballot chasing, you know. And, and, and fortunately, we've got a super competent uh, Trump appointed uh, RNC chair, uh, Ronna McDaniel, to take care of that. So yay. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Please click the like button and subscribe to the channel. We're grateful for Kurt Schlichter, who's joining us live right now from Los Angeles. So it's bright and super early over there.
as the sun is rising here in the Midwest, it's still dark out there on the West Coast. So let's give him a thank you for joining us and click that like button. Show your support. We're talking a little bit about Trump v. Biden this fall. Um, Okay, so I, I agree with you, Kurt. I do think that, you know, we we tend to oversell things and we tend to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. If you were whispering in Donald Trump's ear and you could give him any advice from now until November, what would you tell him to do? Well, I wouldn't waste my time giving Donald Trump advice because he doesn't listen to people. Uh, I think if he listened to a few smart people, he would have considerably fewer problems. Uh, and and no matter what Trump does, you're still gonna have the regime media uh, attacking him, lying about him, et cetera, and so forth, as well as a, a corrupt Department of Justice trying to prosecute him for being a political enemy of the current president. But uh, p- putting all that aside, um, I would focus relentlessly on things like the economy, Joe Biden's age. Uh, and uh, foreign policy embarrassments. And I would just keep drilling into that again and again and again. Uh, and hopefully that message can break through. But look, I mean, you know, you just saw this weekend what they're going to try to do. Oh, Trump wants Russia to invade Western Europe. You know, shut up. It's just so dumb. But 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 that's what's going to happen the entire time. Remember, the entire regime media is, is, is focused on this. The uh, Justice Department... Uh, with with quotation marks around justice uh, is focused on trying to imprison him to stop him. And uh, Joe Biden is busy, you know, with, with, with ruining our country, both here and abroad. What, do you, um, think, what and, do you think happens if one of these court cases ends up sentencing him to a jail sentence while he is campaigning? I think that could end up helping him. Um, and, and I, I, based on the track record, the, the, the fact that they've been persecuting them and, and you got to understand on legal side, these cases are all a joke. There, there, there's, there's nothing here. It's a joke. And, you know, the Twitter resistance, uh, MSNBC lawyers out there, they're all terrible. And they're all always wrong. We saw that last week where they, you know, hyped up in their echo chamber how, you know, having Colorado be able to choose who could be on the presidential ballot was uh, uh, was, was was so obvious that no one could conceive of any good faith argument to the contrary. And it gets in front of the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is pompous enough to actually be lawyers and ask lawyerly questions. And this thing immediately falls apart. I mean, they just completely collapses. And, and, and you've got liberal justices just poking holes in it. Um, and because it's all crap. It, 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 it is a pure exercise in power designed to uh, either imprison him or at worst, uh, take up his time and money during the election season. And, um, I, I think the American people see that. We, we've seen uh, every time they indict him with some other bogus uh, claim, they pump up his support. So if they put this guy in prison, I, I think a lot of uh, uh, independents are, are going to look at it and go, wait, wait, that's just, you just can't do that. That's just wrong. Who's a good VP so. for him, Kurt? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, it, it can't be a lunatic. 
It can't be some Twitter star. Uh, it, it shouldn't be someone who has not already held office successfully, uh, like a Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake should keep running in Arizona, where she might very well win. It should be somebody um, like Mike Pence, in the sense that uh, a, a calming, uh, I don't want to say establishment, but uh, normy Republican presence. I think Kim Reynolds of Iowa is a good choice. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, maybe. Uh, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, somebody who can bring a state. Um, someone who has a solid track record without the uh, Trumpy distractions. Uh, and I, I think that would be helpful. Somebody who hopefully won't stab him in the back like so many of his other appointees and well, people that he surrounded him with. His his, his ability to pick uh, bad personnel choices is kind of legendary. I mean, you know, we, we don't need another Omarosa cabinet. Um, but this time, you know, Trump's going back with kind of a Rolodex. I mean, he's done this before. He's got some people who are competent. Uh, hopefully they will bring in other competent people and and focus. The thing is, you know, if you, if we had nominated Jeb Bush for all Jeb's myriad problems, uh, like being a fat political puffball, he had a giant Rolodex of people he would have brought into government who would at least have some idea of how to, you know, govern. Trump didn't have any of that. Trump didn't know it. Trump won. And now he's like, what the hell do I do? And, you know, I mean, it's it, 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 he, he doesn't have, he, he, he had no idea. And it took him years to learn. He started getting good people, got Robert O'Brien or Grinnell, uh, some other folks towards the end. But I mean, he always had, you know, hacks in there. He had Millie till the end. Um, he, he's got to come in. He's got to put uh, key people in key positions quickly. And they have to be ruthless, particularly places like Department of Justice and the Pentagon. Bert, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Perhaps you could give us a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, talk about some of your excellent Kelly Turnbull ter Kelly Turnbull novels that you could share with our audience. Well, those are a lot of fun, but my current one, it's uh, I think it's about five hundred and fifty seven on out of eight million on Amazon is the attack. That's my new uh, novel. Uh, it is about a giant terrorist attack. I wrote it on America. I wrote it in six weeks after October 7th uh, because our country is super vulnerable. Uh, I think we, we, we stand uh, to lose tens of thousands of Americans through very simple tactics, which I explain in the book. And now it's a novel, so it's not like a death march of uh, you know somebody wagging his finger at you. I, I wrote it as a novel because I wanted people to feel it uh, in their gut about what's happening. And I've been getting a huge, uh, huge response to it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bestseller, top military thriller. You can get the attack on Amazon. Uh, it is, I, I don't want to say it's a lot of fun, but it is a, it's a interesting read. I think it's, I think it's got like a thousand reviews already in a month and has, and it's like 4.9, uh, which is pretty gratifying. So the attack is out there and you all want to check it out. Absolutely, Will Curtin. We'll make sure to drop a link. My mods 
in the chat. We'll drop the link to that so that they can go and make a purchase this morning. Thanks for getting up so early and being generous with your time, Kurt. We appreciate your maturity in these things, you know, and uh, it in a, in a world full of idiots, it's, you know, your voice just kind of like cuts through the bullshit. And we appreciate that. Oh, God, I'm the voice of reason. Well, yeah. we're done for. <laughs> Have a good one, Kurt. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. What would you guys think of uh, Kurt Schlichter? Let's give it up. 267 people watching live. I have no idea what's going on. Let's start this show over again. What do you say? I usually like to do like a big old fat long intro, play some clips, goof around before I bring some guests in. But I didn't have time because Kurt had to start the show. So I wanted to have that conversation with him. He was here. We appreciate him. Thank you, Kurt Schlichter. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I know. I know some people were ass mad. And listen, I can't help it. I don't care if you think Travis Kelsey is a Pfizer shill or if Taylor Swift is satanic, demonic. Kansas City is my hometown, baby. So I'm going to root for the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus San Francisco. San Francisco is gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <clears throat> Been watching a lot of Seinfeld these days. How's life in your world? We'd love to hear from you. You can send a text to the show and let us know what's on your mind at 573 573- 319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Grab yourself a box of Founding Flavors coffee, why don't you? You can get a new flavor over at AP4LibertyShop.com. Javier Malay, under attack. U.S. conspirators say he's going to bring in the Antichrist and usher in the Third Temple. He's wearing the funny little hat. So, of course, the people are mad. Oh, and he doesn't hate it. Can you believe that Javier Malay traveled to Israel and he didn't even commit one single instance of blood libel? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Dare you? How dare you? Every good libertarian knows if you're going to go to Israel, you're supposed to commit an act of blood libel. You're supposed to be a, a total anti-Semite. You know, that's that's what U.S. libertarianism is all about. Well, Javier Malay is having none of it. He's an anarcho-capitalist who is pro-Israel, pro-U.S., and pro-Ukraine. Oh, boy, does that trigger him. Triggers him big time. Conspiratars going to trigger. Down, down, down. Spiritar's going down, 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 down. Now, listen, I'm as anti-establishment as it gets, but when I see the alternative media, I see a big stinky caca poo-poo as well. If you think that the alternative media isn't lying to you as much or more than the mainstream media or the corporate media, well, I've got a bridge to sell you in Jefferson City. Actually, there is a bridge in Jefferson City, so oops. <laughs> I've got a bridge to sell you in Tuscumbia, Missouri. I have stock in the Tuscumbia Bridge Company. I will put that on the line who anybody who wants to make a bet. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us this morning. And listen, I got a message from somebody the other day who sent me a text and they said, Austin, I'm a new fan. And maybe they're listening to the show right now uh, and they're texting in and they said, um, thank God, just found your show. Looking for anyone who's aware of the absolute degenerate attitude towards yesterday's disclosure, disclosure, last week's disclosure, that the faux president is not capable of answering some simple questions. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Because he's demented. They say, excuse me, isn't that kind of important? Or am I missing something? Upon hearing this, Congress should have immediately gone into the conference all night 
to apply the 25th and remove this senile POS or at least start the no! process. No, oh! God! No, no, you've got God, it wrong. Please, no, no, no. No one out there seems no! to get it, they say. At least GW, who's texting me, says business as usual. Nothing to see. Anyways, that, thanks for at least ranking about it. I'll watch more. Uh, <clears throat> glad to have you here. Uh, uh, I honestly feel as if Joe Biden's mental problems might actually be the reason that Donald Trump wins this How fall. Dare you? I mean, come on, a president that sounds like this. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him, uh, put, excuse me. There you go. That's the Republican Party's best option this fall, you know. She looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there with her, like a little lady with her legs crossed. Sitting there like a little lady with her legs crossed. No, oh, God. God. <clears throat> no, God, no, thank please, you. no, no, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. Welcome to the Wake Up America show where I'm Austin Peterson. I am a liberty Republican who believes in limited government and I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I will be voting for him this fall, which is what I was talking to Kurt Schlichter about. I also don't have Jew derangement syndrome. Maybe we need to start calling it Malay derangement syndrome because U.S. conspirators and anarcho-capitalists were angry. His fellow anarcho-capitalists here in the United States who you think, who you would think would be happy to see Javier Malay, an uh, self-described anarcho-capitalist economist, becoming the president of Argentina. He is now the most prominent anarcho-capitalist in the world. Give it up, Javier Malay. Javier, Javier, Javier. Shaking up politics here in the United States. I think Javier Malay has actually shown more about the United States liberty movement and the right in the, in the United States then he's shown about liberty in Argentina. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Javier Malay, not five minutes ago, retweeted me, AP, with the following. Excuse me. This tweet is damn near presidential. Well, it's actually, it's literally presidential, just retweeted by the president of Argentina. Here we are. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I really need to just bath, soak in this glow. Uh, because yesterday I was getting so much haterade from Dave Smith and Clint Russell, two U.S. and caps who have bought into the conspiratardation of hating on the United States and Israel and declaring us as the aggressors and buying into the entire Marxist Noam Chomsky Howard Zinn line of the United States as the oppressors and oh, we're the evil oppressors and the rest of the world is the oppressed. Oh, no, the little terrorist Palestinians. Help them. They only want to try and murder every single Jew in the world. They wouldn't do any harm to you unless you wear the funny cap on your head. <laughs> Anyways, here's the tweet. Javier Malay is shaking up politics here in the United States. Hmm, so far so good. I continue along. Malay is re revealing how right-wing anti-Semites and the Ilhan Omar slash homos for Hamas types have much more in common with each other than with true libertarianism. Keep it up, Havo. You're shaking things up. Oh, oh. It's your turn. Down, down, down. The U.S. and caps are a disgrace to libertarianism. It's time for a new movement here in the United States. A caucus of the Republican Party, perhaps? Let's call ourselves afuerists. It's the Javier Malay Republican Party Caucus of the USA. Who's with me? We cut government and we don't hate Jews. We love America and we love liberty. We call ourselves anarcho-capitalists and minarchists, and we stand for truth, justice, and the American North and South way. What do you say? Who's with me? Come on. Afuera. Afuera. 
Anyways, I met a nice young Argentinian man yesterday. He wants to have a conversation with me. So today at 4 p.m. Central Time live on my Twitter page, we're going to host a spaces page for anyone who's interested in starting the Javier Malay caucus of the Republican Party here in the USA. Are you guys interested? What say you? What say you? I'm in. Who's in? Love to have you guys come and join us today at 4 p.m. Central Time. So if you guys are interested, then please do join us. Um, Helping Freedom says, LMAO, you made it. Presidents are retweeting you and maybe even buying your coffee. You know, he got one of them cool jackets with his face on the back. Yeah. Have you guys seen those? I don't know if I have them. Anyways, so uh, I want to talk about Javier Malay. Antonio Martinez, we'll call him Tony, is going to be back on the show today. He'll be with us at 8 a.m. Javier Malay met with the Pope. If you think that Javier Malay meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu and calling for the restoration of the Jewish temple wasn't enough to trigger the conspirators here in the United States, well, then he turned around and he met with Pope Francis, of all people, and everybody started freaking out. Pooping their pants. Please, no! 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 Pooping their pants. How dare Javier Malay say mean things about the Pope before when he was running for office? And then say nice things and give the Pope a hug once he won. Uh, they just, people just How don't seem to understand you? this behavior. They don't seem to understand this behavior. Well, Tony Martinez, who wants to be a diplomat and who has some experience in those circles, will join us and talk to us a little bit about diplomacy at 8 a.m. I'm not a diplomat, so I don't have to be diplomatic. So I can call a spade a spade, a conspiratard a conspiratard, uh, and I can say what I please. It's my show, damn it. It's the Wake Up America show, and 861 people are watching us live. What's up? Listen, if you like what you're hearing, just stick around for five minutes because I'm pretty sure I'm going to say something to disappoint you <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> it's anarchy here on this show. Sometimes we think one way, sometimes we think another, but we are not slaves to orthodoxies here. We believe in liberty, but we also believe that the right, uh, we have the right to change our mind. We also believe in the idea that you should say what you believe today in hard words, though it may contradict everything you say tomorrow. Oh, you are sure to be misunderstood. Oh, well, is it so bad then to be misunderstood? Every great and pure human being on this planet was misunderstood. To be great is to be misunderstood. Can I get an amen from the audience? How about a like? I'm going to click that like button. Why don't you tickle it? Just Click that like button, swirl it around, and then right there in the like, and then subscribe. Subscribe. How about it? What do you say? It's going to be a beautiful show today and a beautiful day. A little bit cold here in the Midwest where Kansas City won the Super Bowl last night. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy, in a very astute political ad that ran last night, I guess he didn't run this ad, but a super PAC on his behalf ran it. Um, a very interesting political ad that was a throwback to John F. Kennedy's ads of the 1960. Take a look and a listen to this. want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you american value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement pretty simple honestly and i thought a nice little throwback apparently some people were upset by it 
including Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s family. He tweeted out last night, I'm sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. Very classy there. As you can see, I've got a lot of memes ready to pull up for you from the game. Uh, but here's the original 1960 ad for John F. Kennedy. Take a listen. president who's seasoned through and through but that's a doggone season that he won't try something new a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you do you like a man who answers straight a man who's always fair we'll measure him against the others and when you compare oh, Harry Truman. you cast your vote for Kennedy and the change that's overdue so it's up to you Kennedy, 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 it wasn't him that ran it. It was uh, a super PAC on his behalf. Ben Shapiro tweeted out last night that the RFK Jr. ad, which uses the 1960 JFK ad, was shockingly politically astute. Ben Shapiro had that to say last night, talking about that advertisement. What did you think of the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. ad? Did you guys celebrate it? Um, Donald Trump was celebrating in his, uh, in his own way last night, the Super Bowl. This is his high school team at the International Golf Course ahead of the Super Bowl. Here it is, Donald Trump dancing with the cheerleaders. You know, as far as U.S. presidents go, uh, the Donald Trump dance, I'm going to say, is actually pretty good. I used to actually have a video of the Trump dance that I would pull out, whip out in this thing. Let's see if I still have it in there. Clean scene, scene two, gold scene, nope. RX commercial debate scene, guest plus, and I, I don't have it anymore, sadly. Anyways, as far as presidential dance goes, you know, Al Gore could never pull off moves like that. So Donald Trump, definitely uh, excited for the Super Bowl, as you can see. Give it up for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, some of the best memes to come out of the Super Bowl last night. Oh, that was that ad where they were washing her feet and the Christians were all really mad about it. <laughs> uh, this one made me laugh. Uh, she is not built like a two by four. That's Travis Kelsey in a rage screaming at his coach. And he even kind of manhandled him. Coach Andy Reid there uh, last night. It was kind of a weird moment at the Super Bowl. But I liked all of the memes that they made of it uh, with Travis Kelsey screaming in his uh, his face. This is uh, this one made me laugh. This is for all you uh, history nerds out there. He's screaming, why is it called Pickett's Charge when it was Lee's dumbass idea that wasted three divisions for ego? It should have it should be called Henry's Hunt's Dunk because because the way he played E. Porter Alexander 
like an auto harp and shredded the Confederate assault. Okay. <laughs> History nerds. Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. This was the reaction in San Francisco versus Kansas City. San Francisco here on the left uh, and uh, Kansas City on the right. <laughs> Sorry, San Francisco. <laughs> Had to do it. Had to do it. Another Super Bowl ad last night that was triggering up last night about uh, Christianity and Jesus washing the feet of friends and enemies. Take a listen. And look. Here we have a man washing someone's feet. Looks like this is all AI Don't generated. Uh, I'm going to turn off that music because... No. They will ding me for copyright on that. Here you see, too, it looks like native people and, oh, a family planning clinic. There we go. They're washing their feet. Mm, some looks like to be poor lesbians. And uh, some man washing some Asian chick out in the desert. Uh, some white chick washing the feet. Oh, here we have a white chick washing the feet of a Muslim couple. Here we are. Black woman washing the feet of a... Um... Oriental. <laughs> Sorry about that. And here we have a white guy and a black guy, and they're washing each other's feet. I don't know if they're supposed to be lovers or just good buddies, and he was a former slave or something like that. Here we have an ostensibly gay um, mulatto man having his feet washed by uh, an ostensibly Christian man here washing his feet at what looks to be the California coastline with the um, important. Uh, Michael Jordan dunk sneakers here in the background. Very important to get that, of course. <clears throat> Jesus didn't teach hate. Um, he washed feet. Hmm. Interesting. He gets us, all of us, Jesus. us. He gets us.com slash love your neighbor. And apparently that triggered people, which I thought was a sweet gesture. Um, but a lot of people didn't like it. Love to hear your thoughts on it. I have a lot of thoughts on it, but do we, you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear, I know you're here on my show, but you definitely don't want to hear my thoughts on that. How about you just tell me your thoughts on it, and then I'll just repeat your opinion blandly back to you. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But you can send me a text at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open. Send them in. 573-319-1586. <laughs> want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you responsible for the content of this advertisement i like that they use the old middle lane i said ah Kennedy 2024 american values pack is responsible for the content of this advertisement there you go um, Irv's mommy says she thinks it's beyond stupid. So happy I don't waste money on NFL, cable TV, or any of that other BS. Yeah, I don't uh, buy cable TV either. I didn't watch the game, but I did watch it on my phone, just the score, just to see, because 
Obviously, I'm from Kansas City, so I got to keep an eye on these things. And I'm wishing the Kansas City Chiefs the best. Ashley St. Clair last night asked for a thread of the best Super Bowl memes. Uh, and here we are. The Timu ads, sir. A second Timu ad is aired. I guess people were really triggered triggered by the Timu ads. Again, I couldn't watch it because I don't have TV. Um, this one's very funny. Uh, where Travis Kelsey's brother is saying to this um, ostensibly uh, interdenominational uh, actress or singer, I have no idea who she is, Ice Cube or, or, or Cold Ice, somebody said Ice something, um, saying, I love your song, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. Justice for Mahomes. Mahomes in the locker room during Usher's halftime performance. Speaking of halftime, nobody. Starlight Usher. Express, Starlight 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 Express. Okay, I don't get it. I mean, I guess they did roll around in, uh, they rolled around in roller skates last night, but again, if you didn't watch Super Bowl, didn't watch the halftime either. And apparently Usher's mic had some problems during the halftime show, as you can see here from this meme. Now back to Travis Kelsey. Andy Reid's looking at the play sheet. Travis Kelsey uh, is uh, assaulting him, as you can see. That was pretty brutal. Did you see Travis? I did see the clip of Travis Kelsey, like, manhandling his coach, Andy Reid, um, looking at the play sheet. Travis Kelsey jumping him like this um, uh, uh, diversity uh, person. Um, attack violently attacked this judge in uh, I think it's a Las Vegas courtroom just recently. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there he is, um, making sure that the uh, protocols are met and just bringing that affirmative action right to her ass. There you go, judge. A little bit of DEI for you. The diversity, women in sports, which I this, I also thought that was very funny. As you can tell, this character, this cartoon character, is a female because look, there's a flower on her head. There you go. That's the, the little bit more diversity there for you in the Super Bowl. Tell me I'm wrong, uh, this comparison. Uh, can you see the resemblance between these two? <laughs> We're going through Super Bowl memes from last night, but we still got lots more great content to go. Tony Martinez, U.S. Latin American envoy, will be joining us here in about 20 minutes to talk about the attacks on Javier Malay. In about 20 minutes. We're going to get there. Love to hear your thoughts on thus. You can send us in a text at 573-319-1586. Oh, the, the chick's name was Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Uh, and I don't get this joke. Can somebody explain this one to me? So am I the poop or the fart? Question. Am I the poop or am I the fart? I don't get it. Uh, this one's pretty funny. Someone actually decided to take a picture of them from the game last night and put them on the Splash Mountain ride, which is racist, which is quite racist. You can see here. 
Uh, and here you can see the Pfizer ad in your face. Uh, me just trying to live my laugh from Natalie. Uh, li live my life from Natalie Danilishin. So that one was very funny. <laughs> Look, it's Liz says roid rage. Uh, Eric M's got a beef with Donald Trump saying the border tr crisis is Trump's. Oh, the border crisis is Trump's fault, says the legacy media uh, to Americans. That's funny. Okay, so not a <laughs> attack Trump one. This is an attack in the legacy media. We got to win this game or Taylor is going to break up with me and write a song about it. There it is. Sorry, hold on just one second. We got to get back to this. The best part of the show. want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you american value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement there it is american values 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Good morning to my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. Nice to see you. Stephanie says that I am featured at rumble.com. Oh, thank you, Rumble. Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. Da, 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 da. We're doing the memes today from the Super Bowl last night. Before we move on to Javier Malay, we'll be talking in about 20 minutes about that. Royce Lopez tweeted last night, Jay-Z looks like a black grandma. Sick of raising her daughter's kids. Yes, he does. <laughs> Here's a funny one. Travis Kelsey talking about his girlfriend. Uh, you think I don't know she's just a hard six? Ooh, yikes. That's how awful. How dare you? How dare you? Me explaining how the Federal Reserve causes inflation. The lady in front of me at Publix. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to give that one a retweet. Uh, Taylor makes her way down from VIP to the field. So that's a good one there. She, she's landed her plane on top of the crowd and just makes her way down to the field. There you go. Taylor says, I have to start sticking up for myself at work more. That's a pretty good meme. Good meme. Kennedy, 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 Helping Freedom over on the Rumble chat says, Kennedy will be the libertarian presidential candidate. <laughs> no, God! No, God, please, no! No! Ah, uh, yes. No! The enduring legacy no! of Dave Smith and the Mises Caucus will be to hand the party over to socialists. And, well, you know, the question is, will they be able to get more votes than Gary Johnson? Wouldn't it be a weird, bitter irony if Robert F. Kennedy Jr. takes over the libertarian party, runs as their nominee, and gets more votes than Gary Johnson, who was actually more libertarian, it would be, well... <laughs> good reason to join us over in the Republican Party. What do you say? Come on. Can I ask you a quick, quick favor? I just saw that USS Long Beach CG9 and Freeman55 just started following my channel. So I'd love it if uh, you would do the same. Join us here on the Wake Up America show five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. This is a great show to start your day. Find out what's happening in the world. You get some hard news and reporting, and you get a little bit of soft journalism as well. We goof around. We talk about memes. We play clips. We make some jokes. And you're going to get caught up on what's happening in the world. You're not going to miss anything 
big that's happening in the world if you're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show. I consider myself a liberty Republican. That means I believe in economic freedom and personal liberty. All of your liberties, all of the time. So click that subscribe button and come back and join us tomorrow morning, the next morning, the next morning, and the next morning, because we've always got great great guests on the program. And I can't wait to have Tony Martinez joining us for his second time on the show this morning to break down what's happening with Javier Malay and why people were so triggered online about his meeting with Pope Francis and his visit to Israel. It's going to be a really spicy topic. Javier Malay, president of Argentina, actually retweeted one of my posts just about 20 minutes ago right now if you're watching us live. And boy, was that post a spicy meatball that I tweeted out yesterday in war with the conspirators against uh, uh, the people who believe that Javier Malay is apparently now a neocon. Yeah, they said it. <laughs> I mean, I've been getting the neocon label for years because I won't simp for terrorists or suck Putin's uh, KGB, his disco stick, if you will, you know. Anti-war has become a non-intervention is really just a cover for uh, making excuses for Islamic terrorism and their theocratic views that everyone must adhere to uh, and for dictators. If it's anti-US or anti-Israel, then it's anti-war, apparently. For us here in the United States who haven't gone off the deep end and who still believe in the principles of liberty like Javier Malay, it's time for a new movement. It's time for us to start making plans for a liberty movement without all of this conspiratardation. Are the elites like the WEF at Davos coming for our liberties? You damn right they are. Uh, and uh, we should absolutely fight for a libertarian view of things. Uh, and we should absolutely consider that the United States is Pax Americana. Our belief that the United States should be the policeman of the world must be reconsidered. Should we spend less? Absolutely. Um, should we uh, reconsider our involvement in Ukraine? Absolutely. Um, it's time for us to start rethinking these things. Oh my God, guys, you know what I forgot to tell you? I feel like an idiot. Oh my gosh. The bonus content today. The bonus content. Oh, I feel like such a, such a doofball. So here's the thing. You do not want to miss the bonus content today from the show. I produced something very special for you today. And I almost forgot it. This week, we're doing the top five most libertarian presidents of the United States. You do not want to miss today's. Here's the deal. Every day on the Wake Up America show, I produce bonus content that you can unlock through your Rumble Rant donations. If you would like to find out who the most libertarian presidents are, I have the top, the top five for you this week then you've got to make a Rumble Rant donation. And if we can raise at least $50 by the end of the show, then you will unlock today's top five most libertarian president. Would you like to see that? If we don't, if we don't unlock the content, then it goes uh, away. So no, you don't God. want to miss that. No, yes. God, please. Are you curious to find out who the top five most libertarian presidents in American history were? I think you are. I should have introduced that at the beginning of the show, but now's your chance. And I think that the top five results are really going to surprise you. Some of these names 
are really going to make you want to deep dive more into American history, especially the history of liberty in the United States. Of course, when you look at the presidents in regards to their views when it comes to limited government, economic freedom, personal liberty, you have to judge on a curve, right? It's a sliding scale, duh, because the United States isn't like Argentina. We've never elected a libertarian president. Javier Malay is the only libertarian president that has ever been elected in all of history. Give it up, Javier Malay. So if you're curious to find out who the most libertarian presidents in U.S. history were, then in order to unlock it, you've got to make Rumble Rant donations. If you can't donate through Rumble right now, which Nancy Solorio just did 10 bucks. Thank you, Nancy. You can do it on our website and it counts at wakeupamericashow.com slash support. That's wakeupamericashow.com slash support. And I tell you what, just to make it easier for you and for the capitalists out there who like to exchange tangible things for money rather than intangibles like my digital downloads of awesome libertarian content that I produce exclusively for this show, I will count <clears throat> purchases at the shop during the show. So if you've been looking to get that Javier Malay Afuera shirt, or if you'd like to grab a box of Founding Flavors coffee, I will count that towards the $50 total. What do you say? Am I not a generous God? There you go. So if you'd like to find out who one, uh, one of the most libertarian presidents is in American history, then get those Rumble Rant donations in by the end of the show and you will get your extra content. And boy, today's is absolutely beautiful. So I really hope that you guys managed to um, <clears throat> I hope that you guys managed to unlock it by the end of the show, especially because I, it's just a very special um, new bonus content that I have for you today. All right, Austin, it's time for you to move How on. dare you? Shut up about it, Austin. It's time to rock and roll. Ten minutes left until we have Tony Martinez on the show to discuss Javier Malay. Let's get back, though, over to our memes. want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you american value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement uh, maddie megatron asking the real questions over there said did you see sleepy joe blame shrinkflation on the corporations as if the corporations have the power of the printing press well <laughs> To be honest, if you actually look at the Federal Reserve's board, then it's like J.P. Morgan Chase and uh, the labor unions. Like there, there's a lot of private corporations that are on the board of the Federal Reserve, and so to some extent they are responsible for inflation. But only if you consider that the Federal Reserve is neither public nor truly private, but some kind of quasi-governmental institution that's private when it wants to be private and public when it wants to be public. But you can lay the blame of the inflation that we're struggling with right now on both of the most recent administrations. It's sad, but it's true. The reality is, is that each president and each administration that has come in has just spent us into oblivion. And certainly the pandemic didn't help and some spending may or may not have been inevitable. But at the point, what did they print? Like $6 trillion? It was unbelievable. Kennedy, 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 da, 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 da. Dorkness Rising, uh, first time I've seen you in the Rumble chat. Welcome, sir. 
Look at that. Whenever somebody new joins us, uh, I always like to give him a shout out. So he says, love that ad. Me too. I thought it was actually pretty funny. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. If you're like dorkness rising and it's your first time watching us here today, make sure you drop a comment as well. And please introduce yourself. We'd like to make friends. Click the like button, subscribe to the channel. Come back and join us here on the show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Let's take a brief little detour here and listen to this clip of Sonny Hostin from The View uh, talking about her ancestry when she realizes this is a woman who believes in reparations, um, that she might actually owe some reparations to herself. Take a listen. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was, uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, my friend? Um, I just, um, I think it's actually pretty interesting that um, my husband and I have shared roots. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, and I think it's great for our children mm -hmm. to know this information. Um, Colonizer. I guess it's a fact of life. Slaver. That, uh, this is how some people made their living on the backs of others. Is it really, Sonny Hostin? Really? <laughs> Where's the evil laugh button? <laughs> She's a dude, 99% sure from Spain, says Metal Detectorist FO5. What's up, Metal Detectorist? How you doing, brother? <laughs> <laughs> don't you love to see it you love to see it welcome to the wake up america show where we laugh at liberal lunacy and we pretty much just have a damn good time here on the show looks like we've been making some new friends this morning 1400 people watching us live and the numbers continue to climb god bless america 1776 will commence again if they ever take our guns. I'm glad to have you here. I'm Austin Peterson, the host of the show, and we're having a damn good time here on a Monday morning. Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl last night. Hey, hey, don't you boo me. I've seen what makes you cheer. We all love the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on, shut up. I live, work, and stream this show live from Jefferson City, Missouri. Missouri is my home state. Kansas City is my home city. I was born in Independence, which is, you know, right next to Kansas City and raised on a farm in a town called Peculiar, which is just south of Kansas City. And I spent my time growing up whenever we wanted to go into the city in Kansas City. And the Kansas City Chiefs would always lose every year of my entire life until suddenly now here in my adult life, the Super Bowl is won by the Chiefs as a dynasty two years in a row, three times in five years. God bless Kansas City. You love to see it. Now, listen, I know it's fun to hate on Taylor Swift. It's a good, it's good for a laugh. And I enjoy the memes. But at the end of the day, this is good for Kansas City's economy. And frankly, we need this. Kansas City is quickly becoming the Paris on the Plains. If you've never visited before, I highly recommend you do. The Kansas City Plaza, beautiful. We love Crown Center. There's lots of great shopping. The food in Kansas City is terrific. Come on, you know we've got the best barbecue in the world. The best barbecue in the world. As a matter of fact, there was a great video where they took uh, refugees from North Korea uh, who escaped, came to the United States, and let them try all of the regional barbecues in the United States. It's a great video you can find on YouTube. Uh, and the North Korean refugees tried Texas barbecue. They tried that Carolina with the mustard sauce. They tried 
I think they tried California barbecue, right? And then, of course, they had Kansas City barbecue, which is that sweet molasses sauce. And guess what? They chose Kansas City barbecue as the best barbecue in the United States. People who starved to death probably are going to know a thing or two about two about food when they came back. And of course, Kansas City has lots of beautiful things about it. There's lots of good reasons to visit Kansas City. If you've never been to Kansas City, I highly recommend that you visit the World War I Museum at the Liberty Memorial. It's a beautiful um, testament to the conflict that the United States was embroiled in from 1914 to 1918. They have a Renault tank there that it got shot through with a hole in it. You can see from one side through the other at the, this uh, full-size tank, um, unbelievable relics and artifacts and firearms um artillery uh mortars just an absolutely amazing museum that you could see across the street from union station highly recommend it also here's a tip for those of you who might actually be in or around kansas city nearby let me tell you if you're a big fan of japanese food and you know <clears throat> ap is i'm a big sushi guy and i love ramen the absolute best japanese food that you can get in kansas city is a little known restaurant called sama zama write that down Going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. We got the crazy little ramen there, and I'm gonna get me one. S-A-M-A-Z-A-M-A, Sama Zama. You can get it at Kansas City. Tell them I sent you AP. They call me Senator, even though I lost that election. They just they know me as Senator. Senator. <laughs> Coming up next, Tony Martinez to talk. Javier Malay takes on the conspirators. It's the Jews. When we return on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Tony. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, Austin. And uh, good to be back with you. And it's always refreshing, always inspired every day, uh, both with your good humor and good wit and wisdom uh, with, you know, everything that you're talking about. Also looking forward to going out Latin America and doing some on-site uh, reporting from the coffee plantations where that wonderful founding of Father's Flavors coffees. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Tony. Well, I, I'd love to be able to make the trip with you if I can make that work. I do have a pregnant wife and some other obligations, but uh, we, we'll see if I can make that work. And I'd love to get a chance to sit down and pick Javier Malay's brain on camera about the foreign policy questions. Such an en enigmatic figure, Tony. Maybe you can help to sort of um, untie the Gordian knot, perhaps you just do what Alexander did and just split it with a sword, if you will. Um, Javier Malay is under attack for um, uh, appearing with a sect of religious Jews in Israel. Uh, he's accused of wanting to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque, usher in the Third Temple of Solomon, and essentially, you know, bring the Antichrist to earth while, uh, you know, ushering in the end of the world. I mean, I mean, sounds like, I mean, that's a lot of power that they're describing to Javier Malay. What were your reactions to uh, some of the sort of antibiotic response that many people online had to Javier Malay's trip to Israel? Well, I think Javier Malay is probably the one of the most authentic leaders we have uh, right now anywhere on the planet. This is a man who's, he's actually a very spiritual man. I wanted to show the people, how, I wonder, how did Javier Malay get interested in Judaism and all of that? Well, it's because of this book 
which is you gotta, you gotta called, have it put it in front of your face put it in front of your face right yeah. there we go yeah. Yeah. toward a meaningful life which is the book that I, I think opened up his journey remember anybody who's on a spiritual journey it's a journey of discovery uh and it's about applying people's principles and he's really connected with that and he's really embraced that and uh you know he's he's very matter of fact and so would be expected uh for javier uh to meet with people that he considers are his kindred spirit kindred you know spirits uh kindred kindred souls and um he's on this journey and just like how he connected with the pope after they had this huge uh discontent because the pope uh was talking about uh social justice and as we know javier malay really criticizes social justice because it's been abused and is used as an excuse to take away people's liberty and property and rights and that and so that disconnect but he bridged the gap because of his humanity of his his humility i mean when uh he when he went to see the pope at the before they had their formal meeting you know he went up to him and they they looked at each other and he said hey is it okay if i if i give you a hug uh and the pope said of course they gave him this huge warm hug they connected Javier Malay has the ability to connect with people and people understand where he's coming from and what he believes in. And he did this in Israel. He made it very clear that he stands with Israel. He believes in their right to exist, to exist in peace, to be free from terrorist attacks. And, uh, you know, he he's just it's just pretty he's pretty black and white on these points. And so I can't, you know, I can't, I can't find fault with any of that. Okay, so then we understand why Javier Malay is doing what he's doing, but the backlash that he's received, I mean, he's trending on Twitter right now, and the top tweets that are driving the, um, driving the conversation surrounding Malay are very harsh criticisms of his, um, his overtures, not only to the Pope, but also to his religious sect that he identifies with in Israel. Where do, what do you think the fundamental basis for these criticisms, where do they lie? Well, I mean, people, people change uh, and uh, people modify their views as they become more enlightened or they understand. That's actually a good thing. It's not a, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And in fact, uh, everyone has to accept that Javier Malay, as I keep saying, is a spiritual man uh, and he's guided by, by, by what he believes in. And that's, that's discomforting to some, to, to some people. Uh, you know, we would think, you know, I, for me personally, for example, I used to believe that government was always going to do the good thing or the right thing. And we know, you know, and I've spent my career trying to fix the problems of government. And so I've I've had to accept and I've said the government's going to screw things up. They're not going to fix things. 
And so we have to really control that. Uh, so, but but that doesn't make me less, uh, uh, you know, enlightened. And I'm, I'm more enlightened because I have a I have a better understanding. In in diplomacy, you need to understand. You need to look at a situation with what I call 360 degree optics, because you have to appreciate where people are coming from. And so, uh, I mean, Javier Millet is consistent. He's always said that he believes in freedom, he believes in the West, he believes that he should align himself with the United States and Israel, uh, and the idea, what he calls las ideas de la libertad, which is the ideas of freedom, and that's it, and that's what he's doing. And it's, it, we live in a world where people don't like it when you're consistent, or and when you recognize that you, sh can, you should modify or change your position that you do it it's like well hey what happened you're not the you know the rebel anymore and that and that speaks to what i would call malay's humility because he he's not saying i'm not a know-it-all i am still open i you know he's always like as a scientist prove me wrong give me the evidence he is guided by empirical evidence so yeah that, that, so that's, that's a, what that's a that's a strength and a weakness in a world that is full of superstition and of true believers, Tony. Uh, yeah. And I have one, I have a question for you, one more related to that topic, and then I'd like to move on to Javier's uh, victories and his recent defeat so that we can get a better idea for what he's facing down there and, and how that impacts us here in the United States. So on that line of, um, of thought and the, the criticisms that Javier Malay uh, is receiving at the moment, uh, none seem to be more vociferous than the people who should be his ideological allies. Now, I don't expect you to be intimately familiar with the internecine squabbles between sects of libertarians, right. but Javier Malay is a self-described anarcho-capitalist uh, economist. And certainly here in the United States, um, you know, the, the very, very rare few people here in the United States who are of my ideological ilk who believe in the ideas of limited government as strenuously as I do, um, they don't share the views, the foreign policy views of Javier Malay. And I, you've probably seen some of my tweets in recent days, if you've, if you've been following it on Twitter at all, some of my, some of my own squabbles with uh, libertarians here in the United States, who, you know, even someone yesterday referred to Javier Malay as a neocon, uh, which I get called all the time uh, for my you know view of foreign policy. But do you see this disconnect between people in the United States that are, you know, those these limited government types, the you know, the more uh, extremists on the right that you know share my ideological position, but who are 180 degrees when it comes to the idea of being pro-US or pro-Israel? Like that is anathema to them. Like these people who should be so delighted are turning on Javier because they've bought into the same ideas as Noam Chomsky and Howard Zinn and other Marxists when it comes to the idea of the United States as evil imperialist aggressors, Javier Malay rejects that. And strangely, American libertarians embrace it. Do you see this fundamental, strange juxtaposition that we have? Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, but I, I think this also goes reflection of human behavior. We are wired as human beings. No, we want to be right. The last thing we want to ever be is be wrong. And I'm, <laughs> number one. And sure. then 
Another thing that if you want to be effective, you have to see things as they are, not as we would like them to be. Because if once you can grasp that reality, then you can actually be in a position to change things. And this is why, for example, uh, the, the Tucker Carlson Putin interview, I, I can't believe it. None of the Sunday talk shows made mention of it. And that is a that is a critical interview to them. And even though whatever we think about uh, Putin as a leader and as a human being, as a man, he's in charge there. And he made and, and he 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 communicated some very powerful points that we have to deal with and accept. With the, the bottom line on that one was he's going to wait us out until we've spent ourselves out. So we have to start thinking a little bit more intelligently start using diplomacy. We can talk about that another time. But this is the this is the this is the issue, you, you know, what, what, with what you're talking about. When when Javier Malay changes or or he he comes to a different conclusion, it, it, it's unsettling to people. Well, wait a minute. I thought you thought you said this and I thought you said that. And how can that be? And no, that doesn't make sense. That's not how I was taught. But Malay is the president of Argentina, of all Argentinians. Not everybody in Argentina is an anarcho-capitalist. Uh, so we, you know, what what oh. I believe Malay is trying to be is a good professor, a good teacher, a good coach. Uh, you know, he's coaching his people because they are struggling. I mean, they re rejected his uh, his plan, be, uh, you know, in general, in principle, they agreed on it. But when it got to the to the details, uh, he was betrayed by uh, a certain number of politicians. And so he just said, that's, let's pull the whole thing back. That's what I that's what I would like to move on to, uh, uh, Tony. Yeah. But I want to set it up so our audience knows exactly what we're discussing now. We're going to be moving on from this discussion of foreign policy heresies uh, regarding Malay versus American libertarians. And look specifically at what Javier Malay is trying to accomplish in Argentina. We've been covering what he has already accomplished, his victories, and with the powers that the president actually has to shut down certain agencies. And certainly we congratulate him uh, on that. And those are major victories. But he, he has suffered a major defeat recently. Set this up for us, Tony. Help us understand just what Javier is trying to accomplish, um, how far it got and what he needs to do next in order to get past this roadblock that he's facing in his legislature. Well, well where he where he suffered and experienced a, a, a defeat was there were some provisions that would have stripped the authority and the money of the politicians to, you know, pet projects. I think the parallel, try to imagine like, you know, we tried for a moment, we got rid of pork barrel spending, but, uh, Malay wanted to get rid of this, and there were politicians that pushed back on this, and, and politicians who actually made a deal, gave their word they were going to go stick with the plan. And so he was uh, outraged, uh, and very symbolically being in Israel, he quoted the book of Exodus when, uh, the, the, when Moses had separated to go up uh, to, the, to, the, to the mountain. Uh, to get the Ten Commandments, the, uh, the Israelites went and they they made the golden calf and they 
committed all these different things. And he came back and he broke. He said, what are you doing? Uh, so he, he basically did two things politically. He pointed out who broke their word. So I commented, probably in the next election, those politicians are going to be afuera. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he just said, listen, I have the power to call for a, a non-binding plebiscite. You think I'm not standing on solid ground to the political uh, caste that refuses to accept that the people of Argentina want a new course, a new pathway. They're tired of the socialism and the corruption, and it's got to stop. And so Malay's like, okay, we'll take a step back, you know, two steps forward, three steps forward, one step back. You know, he's still going to move forward with his agenda. So you probably will see a plebiscite. And, uh, and that will send a very clear message. And also, as time goes on, I mean, he had a, for the first time in a long time, a fiscal surplus um, uh, on the number. The numbers are slowly working to his advantage, but he's still not out of the woods yet. He thought he said that they're like 85% of the way there to being able to dollarize, but he doesn't want to pull that trigger because he doesn't want to have a situation uh, using history as other teachers where, you know, where you have other Latin American economies that dollarized like Ecuador uh, and was a real shock. So he's trying to do this as intelligently as possible, but I think it's coming. If you're just tuning in the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. It's nice to see almost a thousand people watching us live this morning. We're grateful to have you here. Thank you to Rumble.com for featuring us on the front page today and introducing us to you. Do us a favor, click that like button and subscribe to the channel totally free and come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, where you can find great guests doing great interviews like Tony Martinez, who's joining us live right now, U.S. Latin American Envoy. You can find him at x.com, U-S-L-A-T-A-M, Envoy. Tony Martinez used to work for Bill Richardson, and he's uh, going for a career in diplomacy, which is when you can tell he's being very diplomatic in this discussion that we have today. Um, I need I need a new handle instead of AP for Liberty, AP for Skirmisher, because uh, I'm the type of guy that you send out when you're ready to pick a fight and start a battle. Um, uh, we're glad to have you here, though, Tony. And actually, I am curious about your thoughts on that Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin interview. I found there to be many important revelations that came out of that interview. I thought Tucker Carlson uh, did a damn fine job of pushing him on several issues. And then Vladimir Putin did a damn fine job of sort of hornswoggling Tucker a little bit, even getting in a little jab about Tucker Carlson failing to meet the standards of the CIA and get in there. That was actually a pretty astute little jab that Putin threw at uh, Tucker Carlson as well. Give us your thoughts on that interview. Well, I thought it was a historic interview. I thought it was an interview that we needed to have because uh, we've only been getting one perspective on this whole conflict. We need to see the entire, uh, all sides of this. And we also, like I said, um, we're dealing with a man that whatever you think about him, uh, he's very clear and he's on solid footing. And we know his history. He is uh, ruthless and merciless with anybody who's opposed to him or challenges him. I commented, you know, in a different world, we would have been, you know, Alexei Navalny, who would be uh, would be the the interview with him. Maybe we wouldn't even be having this this um, 
interview or this conflict. But Putin is the president of Russia, and he's in charge. And he he's waiting us out. He basically has said that. So why are we going to, uh, and this is an existential question, why are we going to put ourselves at the, you know, we're, you know furthermore in debt and furthermore in, in disequilibrium uh, and, and endangering our own security? He pointed, he speak, and I couldn't argue with this point. He says, why aren't we focusing on our $34 trillion debt? Why aren't we focusing on our border and immigration crisis? Why aren't we focusing on the things that are dividing us back here at home and spending all this time, energy, and resources where ultimately he's basically said, the odds are in my favor and I'm just going to wait you out. I'll, you know, So we somebody's got to get smart here. What does this look like, though, uh, Tony, from a, like, a diplomatic view? I, I, I am not in favor of the United States getting involved in this conflict even deeper. It's not that I want Russia to win. I certainly don't. Uh, I, I see Putin as a dictator who committed no. uh, an intervention and an invasion that uh, I believe to be illegal. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think that this is the United States' fight. Ukraine is not part of NATO. We have no obligation to defend them. And I'm sick and tired of the United States getting involved in every conflict around the world. At some point, Russia can wait us out. They can bankrupt yes. us. Uh, and the the appetite for destruction in Ukraine will not last forever among the American citizens and our, and our electorate. So what's the solution here, Tony? We just have to accept. It's like, if you want to change, accept the reality. You know, you're, the, the physical, I remember the saying, the physical universe is your ultimate guide, your guru. We don't have the money to be doing this fight. We don't have the resources. We have serious problems. Would we love to be able to help? We, we can't solve everybody's problems. By trying to solve everybody's problems, we're actually weakening ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves here at home so we can be strong, so that we can be in a stronger position to actually be of help to other countries. But we can't be the world's policemen. We're just, we're just, it, it, it's just not in our, 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 um, our capabilities anymore. The world has changed. If you were to be whispering in Donald Trump's ear, uh, and he becomes the president of the United States, let's say that you, Tony, become extremely famous from the thousands of people who watch the Wake Up America show and word gets back <laughs> to Donald Trump. Uh, you're put on the as an envoy to Latin America, say to Argentina, for example. Uh, but you have Donald Trump's ear for 10 minutes. Uh, what are the top priorities that you would recommend to him in regards to diplomacy and foreign policy? Well, I would have his ear because he and I went to New York Military Academy and his mentor at New York Military Academy was Colonel Theodore DeBias, who was my mentor as well, it was like a second father to me. Uh, and I met uh President Trump, when he visited, I was on the board of trustees of the New York Military Academy, the early part of the 2000s. And, um, but I have a difference, though, I mean, politically, just to be honest. Uh, um, and in fact, I'll be talking Who about- Who doesn't, Tony? <laughs> okay. And nobody, I'll be, nobody, talk, I'll be talking about a scenario. 100%. I'm going to tweet out a scenario where uh, Biden is not going to be the Democratic nominee and Donald Trump actually- uh, has an opportunity to become the kingmaker instead of the president, 
and obviously save him save his hide at the same time politically and legally uh, but but that's for that'll be on my tweet later later this morning so we'll let let everybody look at that but i would say too if, if it was president if trump was to be president i would say we need to be working with people like javier malay so that we can address the root causes of all of this migration which is poverty drugs corruption and a broken uh immigration system that has to be fixed by congress it can no longer be politicized tony what was your reaction to the um what was your reaction to the joe biden presser the other night after that special counsel report came back discussing his aptitude his mental aptitude okay I think it will. I, I think this is the beginning of the end, um, because the issue in the race will be his age. As much as he is trying to divert it, the issue is Biden's age, and uh, I'm not sure that he can recover from it. So the the people around him will be uh, advising him or looking for what I consider to be would probably be a historic scenario uh, 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 that uh, an, an, an exit out of this. And actually, if Biden has to decide, uh, and I'm going to have but the same thing like Trump, Biden has to decide if he wants Donald Trump or the Re Re Republican Party to win. And he has to decide, do I step out of the way? If my stepping out of the way uh, assures a Democratic victory and a Republican defeat, even though I don't get to be president again, do I do that? Similarly, on the Republican side, if Biden pulls out, and I believe he will, then the same issue will be thrust back onto Trump. And Trump will have that compounded with the legal issues that he's facing with these trials. Uh, and I think the Supreme Court is going to say Trump can be on the ballot, but no president is above the law, uh, and he will have to face a jury of his peers on the charges. And so the question becomes for Trump, do I want to go uh, in, into this election uh, with a constitutional crisis, with all this chaos, and that we want to have an election where it's a choice between about what each side fears more about the other instead of having a candidate who has a vision and a plan to put our country together this is what it's going to be about and and in fact the i, I and i'm i'm going to get spiritual on you the universe is demanding that we change and and if we don't do it voluntarily uh the conditions are going to be presented out to be presented and forced upon us so that we do change so it's a pretty uh it's a very interesting time that we are living in and being a part of but we all have to do what's best to help our country uh and and help our people and be good stewards uh and so this is this is the challenge we have ahead of us Tony do you have any thoughts on the Robert F Kennedy factor factory uh I think he's factor. going to yeah. I think he's going to <laughs> he's he's going to start weighing heavily because here's the other thing that both a, crit a legitimate criticism can be made both of Biden and Trump. There was this sense of entitlement to the nomination and the presidency. 
what we saw, what we've seen is a lack of competition. We haven't had any competitive primaries. Uh, the Democrats pushed out RFK Jr. and other challenges, minimalized them. And Trump never debated his opponents or really competed on the stage. So that's really unfair to the voters. No one is entitled to the office. No one is entitled to the nomination. Every election is a moment to compete fairly, honestly, make the case. Uh, and so, but again, human nature, you know, hey, uh, there's incumbents love incumbency and they love all the accoutrements that come with that. But we'll see how this all flushes out. It's certainly going to be very interesting. Tony, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go today? No, I just, again, I, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity. I look forward at some point in the future, we'll, we'll get to go to South America together. Uh, and um, we'll still keep reporting. Oh, I also want to mention that it's been reported and that Javier Malay is coming to the United States to meet with Donald Trump uh, later in the month. That should uh, be interesting. Man, yes. talk about well, I, exploding. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's going to be an interesting meeting. Oh, um, Tony, Tony, have you gotten your Viva La Libertad Carajo necklace yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's it's ready for it's ready for Valentine's Day. Okay, good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Tony, you rock. We appreciate you. Thanks for being no, a part you, of our, you rock thank, too. Yeah, thanks for being a oh, part my of, best of to our Steffi community. And 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 real exciting for so excited for you You're going to become parents. Uh, it it goes so fast. I have a a son. He's now thirty years old, but I remember. I'll never ever forget when he was placed in my arms in the delivery room. I and, can't wait. Uh, you, yeah. Well, you, it, it's a very humbling moment because, you know, they don't give us uh, a manual how to be mom and dad. It's it's really. <laughs> <laughs> well, my buddy Quest did send me a good book. Be prepared. But if that doesn't humble me, Tony, I think nothing will. Thank you very much for your time. Thank today. you. God bless. To, yes. Appreciate it. And you as well, sir. Have a wonderful day. Let's give it up for Tony Martinez. You can follow him over on Twitter. At. U-S-L-A-T-A-M Envoy. That's U-S-L-A-T-A-M Envoy. What a wonderful interview. Don't you just love to hear from all these people on the Wake Up America show that you don't hear on other shows? This is a five-day-a-week, two-hour live stream talk show where we interview interesting people. We give you hard news and reporting and journalism like what you just heard that you won't hear anywhere else. And we also have a lot of fun and we goof around little bit and we tell jokes and we try and keep things a little light. Kennedy, 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 American Value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. There you go. Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. What's up, Laugh Out Loud Muffinhead Meltdown? What's that all about, Luke Sacker? Nice to see you, brother. Welcome to Wake Up America show. I'm glad to have you here. Just an FYI, we've got 30 minutes left to unlock one of the five most libertarian presidents in U.S. history. If it's your first time on the Wake Up America show and you wonder what the hell I'm talking about, bonus content you can unlock during the show. And if you don't unlock it, then it goes away forever. Oh, yes. No, so, God. yeah, you don't want to miss it. No, God, please, no, no. 
So this week I have produced a video segment, an explainer on the top five most libertarian presidents. And each day I do a little segment, a little two and a half minute video to tell you who the most libertarian presidents were in U.S. history. If you would like to unlock that content, you've got 30 minutes left to raise. We've got 30 minutes left to raise uh, $40, I believe, left to go before the end of the show. So if we can raise 40 more dollars in Rumble Rants before the end of the show, I will unlock that content for you so that you can see one of the top five. And you definitely don't want to miss this because if you see only four out of five this week, that would not be satisfying. Don't you want to know who the top five most libertarian presidents were? Um, Luke Sacker says it's Ur's mommy's doggy that he's dropping in there. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Thank you for that. Um, not spamming says, uh, mighty, yes, uh, mighty Megatron joining us here. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners joining us today on the wake up America show. Do at least you could do is click like, and subscribe. We'd love to have you come back and join us on the regs here on the show. Apparently that, um, Kennedy Super Bowl commercial got, uh, people all hot and bothered and upset because it was mirroring the John F. Kennedy ad from the 1960s. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had to come out and apologize, saying, I'm sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. That was very nice. So what do you think? Do you think that the um, Super Bowl was rigged? <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it probably wasn't. I'm going to take a very brief little commercial break. This is your opportunity to visit APforLibertyShop.com. Make some Rubble Rants donations. we got to get $40 more by the end of the show so I can unlock that bonus content. I'm going to go use the bathroom and go pee for liberty on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Welcome back to the Wake Up America show. We appreciate you guys. Thank you to Ur's Mommy for that donation. And this completes the unlock of the bonus content. We've got a great little mini doc for you to find out some of the top five most libertarian presidents. Today's president, who could it be? Probably a president that you wouldn't even know. Some of these may surprise you. So stick around through this next little two and a half minute episode to learn more about one of America's most libertarian presidents. Here we go. Ready? And go. Top five most libertarian presidents, Martin Van Buren. Martin Van Buren regarded his presidency's start and end as his happiest days, despite his nickname Martin Van Ruin from critics. He lost the 1840 election, but garnered more support than in his victory in 1836, reflecting his complex legacy. Van Buren was the first U.S. president without British roots, coming from a modest Dutch family. His early exposure to politics through his father's tavern and self-taught law education laid the foundation for his political journey. His keen political insights and ability to navigate New York's political landscape earned him a reputation. Van Buren's commitment to Jeffersonian principles and unity within the Democratic Republicans propelled him from local offices to the U.S. Senate. Allying with Andrew Jackson, Van Buren's national political influence grew. He served as Secretary of State and Vice President under Jackson, becoming a pivotal figure in the Democratic Party's formation and a trusted advisor, despite occasional policy disagreements. 
As president, Van Buren aimed to continue Jackson's policies but faced the panic of 1837 and subsequent depression. His adherence to limited federal government and states' rights influenced his response to the crisis, opposing a national bank and proposing an independent treasury. Van Buren's presidency also tackled foreign policy issues and domestic controversies, such as opposing Texas annexation and diplomatically resolving tensions with Britain over the Canada-U.S. border, avoiding military conflict. Personally, Van Buren was a widower raising four sons, with his daughter-in-law serving as White House hostess. His family played significant roles in his presidency and political endeavors. His re-election bid was marred by economic depression criticisms and a vigorous Whig campaign against him. Despite his humble origins, Van Buren was depicted unfavorably compared to William Henry Harrison, leading to his defeat. Despite the challenges of his presidency, Van Buren's impact on American political development, including the Democratic Party's formation and the two-party system's establishment, remains a significant part of his legacy. Well, what do you think? Good stuff, huh? Isn't that great? Did you learn a little bit of something there? I think I saw somebody drop the comment that Malay got those Martin Van Buren sideburns. <laughs> Megatron, you're one of my favorite new friends here over at the Wake Up America Show channel. We appreciate you very much. Thank you again to Ur's mommy for unlocking it so that everybody can learn a little bit more. Isn't that cool? Now, where else are you going to get that? What other news talk shows are you going to find out in the morning? You're going to listen to Regis and Kathy Lee, Regis Philbin or something like that? Is that still on the air? No? No? <laughs> Who watches the mainstream America? Good Morning America show, whatever it is, and all that kind of stuff, where they're like doing some baking or something like that? Who knows? Fox and Friends? What? No. What does CNN even do in the mornings? Does MSNBC have a show? Are they still on the air? Who watches any of that mainstream media crap anymore? Not me, that's all done. We watch the Wake Up America show, where we get great interviews. We talk to people like Tony Martinez. We talk to Kurt Schlichter, regular guests like Camelia Peterson, Daniela Pensack, my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wifey, P, uh, jo Steffi P for Liberty joins us on Fridays. We like to call Thursday, Thirsty Thursdays, because we usually get beautiful ladies of liberty on the show one two three guests but at least two for sure everybody has fun we learn a little something we talk about american history we talk about the things that matter and we goof around and we post memes and we talk smack on people who don't believe in liberty and sometimes we even say nice things about a kennedy or two like this great political ad want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you hey american value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement what a great ad american values something like that responsible for the content of that ad uh, we've been enjoying this, some of the memes from the Super Bowl last night. Congratulations to Taylor Swift for winning. <laughs> Liberty Shindiz says, a good history lesson for my daughter, Professor AP. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. CJ824, who 
joined us because she saw me on John Brooks' show, says, love the show. Nice to see you, CJ. And we love you right back. And we've got my new friend, Bruce Burtwistle, who found us recently. He's joining us right now, talking about, um, not Millard Fillmore, but literally Martin Van Buren says, so he was the first to start wearing W-H-I-G-S wigs. No. <laughs> no, Bruce. Uh-uh. Anything like that, see? Um, Urs Mommy says, yeah, I just cannot vote for Kennedy. I just cannot. How dare you? <laughs> I can't either, Urs Mommy, but I have to say that was a good political ad. The Babylon Bee posted, Brock Purdy excited to finally see Taylor Swift live as he can't afford Eras tour tickets. That's a good meme. Uh, yeah, the internet remains undefeated. The meme of uh, Travis Kelsey screaming in the face and I guess kind of assaulting the coach Andy Reid last night was the subject of a million things mark zuckerberg parody account why are you not using threads yes does anybody use threads that was the mark zuckerberg meta uh response to twitter.com and honestly i never use it i signed up for an account and have a bunch of followers but i just don't use it apparently um what did usher take his shirt off at the super bowl no, last night Jeez. Barney Styles says, Regis retired 12 years ago and died four years How ago. How dare you? Sorry about America's that. America's a nation that can My be brain defined is... in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, put, Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, close the border, Americans screaming at Joe Biden. That's a good one. <laughs> Travis Kelsey screaming at Andy Reid. Close the border, Americans. How Taylor kisses Travis. She's lifting him up and push, pinning him against the fridge. That's a little weird there, Looking, but she looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. Travis Kelsey with the Karen haircut, screaming at Andy Riggs, saying, "It's man." <laughs> uh, when I'm at a stoplight, avoiding eye contact with the crackhead outside. That's a good <laughs> Can you say rigged propaganda? Another meme said, I liked what uh, Barney Stiles had to say in the show. What's up, Barney? He said the Super Bowl was pre-taped six months ago in the same Nevada hangar where they faked the moon landing. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> it was rigged. It was rigged. Um, I'm burning the shiny pantsuit, says Travis Kelsey to Taylor. I don't know. Um, did, yeah, did you guys see that weird shiny pantsuit that Travis Kelsey showed up in yesterday? Now, listen, uh, I love to, uh, you know, flare it up. You've seen some of the outfits that I wear here on the Wake Up America show. So people who live in shiny shirt, uh, houses should not throw stones, but even that's a bridge too far for me. Now, granted, I don't have uh, Q money like Travis Kelsey does. So maybe if I had money, I would do what Travis Kelsey did and show up in a shiny suit like that. Oh, well, he's a Super Bowl champion and he's dating the most famous woman in the world. So hate is gonna hate, 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 hate. Um, people throw rocks at things that are shiny. Taylor Swift, actual quote. Yes, it's true. Uh, back to the memes. Monday teams when I log in tomorrow. Me. Uh, yes, I know a lot of people are not going to show up to work today. That was one of the big stories was that uh, the day after the Super Bowl, day after Super Bowl employee absenteeism there's got to be an article about it yes super absenteeism here we are 16.1 million u.s employees to miss work after super bowl sunday that's it 16.1 million u.s employees 
will be completely absent from work on Monday following Super Bowl Sunday, according to this year's research from UKG. This is hilarious. Let's get to this. Pull it up. The research conda, uh, online shows in 2023, nearly 18.3 million employees said they planned on missing work on Super Bowl Sunday or Super Bowl Monday, also known as Super Sick Monday. Uh, 6.4 million employees plan to come to work late. Another 11.2 million are unsure of whether they will come to work. And another 6.4 million will decide what to do on the day. Are you guys feeling a little sick this morning? Are you guys... You know, feeling like taking a little staycation at home. I'll be honest. I didn't even get four hours of sleep last night. I couldn't sleep. Stephanie and I were up late. She's still getting over the cold that we both had when we got back from San Francisco. And my mind was racing and I didn't get to sleep last night until, God, I probably didn't fall asleep until around 1230 p.m. And then I woke up at 3 a.m., and couldn't get back to sleep again. And so I basically got like maybe three hours of sleep last night and I feel like crap. But guess what? I came to work. So can I ask you a favor? Would you click the like button and subscribe to the channel? I'm gonna be a new dad, so I gotta get used to not getting any sleep, not getting any rest here on the show. So I just not sleep ever again. Just take care of the baby all night and then just come in and do the Wake Up America show. I don't know, maybe you'll become like a day walker or something like that. We're glad to have you here. Please do click like and subscribe to the channel. Help support a show that believes in economic freedom and personal liberty. We're pro-America and, well, we're also pro-Javier Malay. What say you? Uh, Rare Camellia says, the thing was that the style did not fit him. Yes, I agree. I do think that, you know, some people could pull off an, outlet, an uh, outfit like that. And maybe if it was just cut a little bit differently, maybe and, uh, it would have worked. But it did look kind of like... Uh, I've never played the video game Minecraft, but you know how the characters are like square and flat and blocky. Uh, that's kind of how it was. It was he was kind of like a Minecraft character, sort of like edging in, right? Because he's a very he's got that square jaw and he's you know just kind of squared. It's like you know a suit like that really kind of needs to to be cut and to flow and to not sort of jump out at you like a big shiny square block. If I mean, does that make sense? Trust me, I've got some uh, voluminous. Uh, I've got a, a I've got a, a jacket that's like a velour or like what is it called? A suede. I've got a suede jacket, a black suede or like a velvet jacket, like a black velvet jacket. You know, and then you touch it and you like rub it, and it like becomes like dark purple, and then it goes from dark purple to black. And trust me, these are jackets that are gonna people are gonna look at you and be like, oh, boy, city boy, right? The city boy. Right? <laughs> Welcome to the world of four hours of sleep if you're lucky, AP. I know, I know. It's... I'm going to start sounding like America this when the baby's born. That can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, Anyway, so millions of people are going to be taken out off of work from the Super Bowl today. Uh, and as you can see, I'm not one of them. I'm with you. I'm here. I'm not queer. Only 86% of Americans say that Joe Biden is too old to be the president. What? Biden is too old for another term. 86% of Americans say the 86% of Americans who say Biden is too old includes the 59% of Americans who said both Biden and Trump 
are too old for another term in office. Yes, there you go. Biden too old for another term. 86% of Americans say, um, yeah, Joe Biden had a no good, very bad day. It was a week of bad news for the president last week. Well, fortunate for him, he probably won't remember. <laughs> I mean, some people have bad weeks, but if you're a certain octogenarian chief executive of the United States with a reputation for declining cognitive abilities, you just might have a terrible, horrible week that culminates in a purely distilled, no good, very bad day of escalating awfulness, writes J.D. Tuchili of Reason Magazine. I wish she was with us now. See you all enjoying the Black Velvet. Black Velvet in that little girl's hair. Black Velvet in that cool and frown. Black Velvet, if you please. I don't know how that song goes. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him, not America, not you, Biden said in Pennsylvania. Um, our campaign is different for me and Kamala. Our campaign is about America. It's about you. That's a fair enough bid for votes. But leaving aside the fact that VP for the moment, um, uh, but leaving aside Vice President Harris for the moment, as most Americans would very much like to do. Very funny, JD. He says it's convincing only to the extent that President Biden remembers where America is and is clear about the identity of the you he is addressing. And as a series of recent incidents illustrate, that's not at all. America is a nation yes. that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him, uh, put, excuse me. Listen to this. Biden said last week at a Nevada political rally, right after I was elected, I went to a G7 meeting in Southern England, and I sat down and said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean France, looked at me and said, how long are you back for? Good catch that Mitterrand was French, not German. That's a save. But Mitterrand has been dead since 1996. And today's French president, his name Macron, is not dead. So. <laughs> Later in the week in New York, Biden twice attributed a 2021 comment by Angela Merkel to Helmut Kohl, who held that position in the 80s and 90s, and he died in 2017. <laughs> And then he also forgot the name of the Hamas terrorist group that attacked Israel while he was updating the press on the continuing conflict. They're called Hamas. It's a series of unfortunate events. Last week, uh, excuse me, last June, an NBC poll found 68% of voters said they have concerns about Biden having the necessary and mental physical health to be the president, including 55% who said they have major concerns. Where do you stand on that issue? Send us a text anytime, night or day, 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. We'd love to hear from you, night or day. Thanks for unlocking the bonus content today. Appreciate Urs Mommy and Nancy Solorio for stepping up. If it's your first time here for the show, make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel. Do not leave without hitting that subscribe button. You will regret it because you might not be able to find us tomorrow morning. If you've got a good memory, unlike Joe Biden, well, all you got to do is remember Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, the Wake Up America show streams live. It's a two-hour Liberty Talk show that talks about all the things that you care about, all the big news, keeps you informed, serious interviews, and, you know, fun and funny stuff like memes and, you know, things like this.
That's right. The Wake Up America show brings to you all of the best in political news talk. So make us your destination listening. Come back and join us five days a week for both hours of the program. If you subscribe to the channel, then we'll, you won't have to worry about remembering who we are or where to find us. You'll be able to find us again tomorrow without any problem. Love to hear from you again tomorrow. Thanks for all of the new friends who have joined us here on the show. I like to uh, see all the new names and faces and comments from people over in the chat. Do me a favor, visit apforlibertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, apforlibertyshop.com, where you can get some delicious founding flavors coffee. That's right, woke free coffee. Stop spending your coffee money on corporations that hate you and buy your coffee from somebody who supports your values. That's me, apforlibertyshop.com. Visit apforlibertyshop.com, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Kennedy, 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 Kenned